Welcome to the SEMRC Lead Podcast, featuring epic supply chain lessons from our industry partners. I am your host, Donnie Williams, the Executive Director of the Supply Chain Management Research Center and Clinical Assistant Professor of Supply Chain Management at the University of Arkansas, Walton College of Business. I'm excited to be joined today by Mitchell Webb. Mitchell is the Senior Director for Walmart at Blue Yonder, and he's also the CSCMP Ozark Roundtable President. Mitchell, thank you for being here today. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your background, what it is that you do every day now for Blue Yonder, and we'll get into more a little bit later about CSEMP, and I really want to spend some time there, but introduce yourself to the audience. Fantastic. Thank you, Donnie. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for the invite to participate. Um, My background is all supply chain. So I started very early on in my career, actually, in doubly working on developing um, capacitors and then very quickly moved into what grew into a supply chain industry. So I've had many roles with leading technology providers, mostly on the solution consulting side um, with companies like I2 Technologies and SAP. And then I spent five years with Paul Corporation as a global engagement manager rolling out SAP across 21 countries. And we did that in three years. So it was an amazing experience to be on that side of the table. And then just prior to coming back to Blue Yonder, I was the global business unit executive for IBM's prescriptive analytics. So I just rejoined Blue Yonder one year ago. Some may recognize it as JDA, that was our former name, and then we just changed it this year. But as part of that, I relocated to Northwest Arkansas about one year ago. Mm. About the same time I did. Yeah, right? that's right. And so tell us a little bit more about Blue Yonder. Uh, I'd really love to hear a little bit more of the story about why you changed your name to Blue Yonder from JDA. And uh, what it is that you do every day for them here in Northwest Arkansas. Well, Blue Yonder, we have, as JDA, mm-hmm. we have about a 30-year history of providing you know, the tremendous depth and breadth in supply chain solutions. And that has been the focus for the business for those 30 years. Um, but over the last couple of years, much as the industry has been evolving, we have evolved, and um, two years ago, just over two years ago, we acquired a company called Blue Yonder, and that company was focused on artificial intelligence mm. and has developed a lot um, to really drive um, retail, manufacturing, logistics solutions, leveraging AI. And our leadership team just really felt like this was an inflection point in the maturity of our company and given the direction, mm-hmm. we felt like Blue Yonder was you know, more a representative name for where we're headed. I love this uh, idea behind what's happening with AI and machine learning. And you and I have been part of some things like with Plug and Play and, and you know, collaboratively working with some of our PhD students and kind of that interaction of machine learning, AI, how that's working with human judgment and all that. And I've got a question about that in just a few minutes. But I really want to take a step back and think about 
the industry at large as we think about innovation. And supply chain innovation has been something that uh, we have looked at at the University of Arkansas for quite a while. Historically, we've seen supply chain logistics has tended to be pretty slow as far as adopting innovative solutions or technologies and things like that. But now it seems like, man, this is really rapidly escalating, right? It's kind of what you were talking about with Blue Yonder. Can you talk about maybe supply chain innovation, what that has meant to you in your experience across your career, how you've seen it impact the industry so much, and kind of what you're seeing moving forward, what's going to be happening? Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen supply chain as being slow. Um, I've always viewed it as the catalyst of change. So often the technology and the innovations that have taken place have enabled those early adopters in the industry to embrace that technology and be a disruptor in their space. I mean, we've seen it across almost every industry now. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it's really exciting to be on that side of the business curve, right? To, to really be able to focus on something, work with something that can have such a transformative impact right, with your customers. And it's not only on their business. I've seen the same transformation in the people. Yes. And, and that's what really has inspired me. It's been a very rewarding part of my career, um, whether it has been individuals on my teams or customers. You know, that, I mean, you can take a, a planner, you know, a traditional supply chain planning role that is bogged down, you know, with the burden of fixing everything day in, day out, right? That's their job. They just have to fix it, fix it, fix it. And, you know, with the improved technology, it really frees them up to get in front of that process. So they can have the insights and they can become the thought leaders to where they're the ones that are starting to have the conversations in the corner offices. And when you see that transformation in individuals, it's inspiring. That's really um, interesting. You know, we're, we've been looking at trends over the past five to 10 years, and there's really been this kind of explosion of what we talk about digital commerce or e-commerce and various things that are going on around that particular area. And now with COVID-19, and everything that's happening. I mean, I've listened to Walmart execs and other execs talking about things that they were thinking about three years from now, they're doing now. And so there's just been this rapid acceleration in digital technology and its impact on supply chain. And and this is basically what you guys do now, right? And so um, can you talk about what you're seeing that is so impactful uh, for our supply chain and you guys have experienced some pretty interesting things uh, through COVID-19 and kind of looking at demand patterns and through your AI and machine learning. Can you talk about what you guys are learning right now and how you see that kind of playing out in the future? Yeah, so let me speak of that at both the macro level as well as the micro level. Um, At a macro level, we've seen this change almost as an evolution. And I used evolution very specifically there, but going back right, to early on when supply chain was just sort of growing its legs, um, 
we saw a transformation from where people were, our companies were really focused on efficiency mm. and they were, they had a model of everything was going to be made to stock. And that sort of spawned the offshoring mindset, right? We're just, we're going to make everything the same way. It's all going to be made to stock. Customer really doesn't have a say, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to push that product into the market. Well, since that time, there's been a wave industry by industry where a thought leader within the industry had the vision of putting the customer first, right? And achieving the objective of being able to service a customer one. And because of the limitations in technology and scalability, you know, that started out in industries with slower cycles. So you're not selling a lot of airplanes. Right. Right. But, you know, we can move out of that make the stock mindset to more of a, you know, symbol to order and customer influenced production methodology. And, you know, we saw it roll across high tech in the 90s. So the Dell model. Right. They were the first ones that really aligned the order capture process with the fulfillment, right, and supply chain side. And they're a great case study we talk about in every class because of that mass customization, postponement kind of approaches and strategies really did help them serve those customers well. Absolutely. And the beautiful part about that story is it made our supply chain planners so much smarter. Mm. What I mean by that, prior to the Dell model, supply chain planners had to forecast, right? And then they had to plan their business based on the anticipation of this demand. Well, at Dell, when they combined the order capture and they were able to proactively say, you know, promote a different size monitor as an example. Right. So if they had the insights to know that their supply chain was short on 19 inch monitors, you could offer a promotion for a 21 inch monitor. Right. And essentially re-optimize your inventory at the point of order capture. And so you shape demand that way. Exactly. To meet what you have a supply for. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So now, and, and you know, that pushed the envelope as to the scalability of technologies that were available at that time. Mm-hmm. But now, sort of use that same model, paradigm, and apply it to today. Whereas the largest retailers in the world are prepared to service their customers just as though they were a customer of one. It's amazing. So, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And I mean, the scale of that is what just blows your mind. That's right. Right. But, you know, the, you know, I, I think what makes the world turn is recognizing that it's a competitive advantage to develop that customer intimacy and to be able to cust- give the customer what they want, when they want it, mm-hmm. how they want it, for how much they want to pay. Right, and make that all a seamless experience. So, you know, that's what today's technology is enabling. So as we begin to think about these technologies and particularly AI and machine learning and what 
what you're involved with day in and day out and serving retailers, CPG companies, uh, transportation companies, all these companies that uh, you guys are working with. We're seeing roles shift. You talked about supply planners and kind of how their role has shifted and how it frees them up to do more thinking, to do more relational activities, some more of the soft skills that are really coming out, and some more of the actual critical thinking skills, I think, as they're really beginning to broaden their skill set. As we see more AI, machine learning, what's the role of the human now? Because we're always going to have that interaction, right? And so I think, I think it's a misnomer when people would say, oh, the machines are going to replace people. They're not going to replace, but they're going to... I'd love to hear it. I'm not going to finish that thought. I'm going to let you finish it. But I'd love to hear because this is what you're building. This is what Blue Yonder is building is how, what makes sense for machines to do. And then what does that allow? How's that going to reshape kind of the skill set of the modern supply chain professional? Yeah. Well, it, very simply, it makes them a professional. It gets them out of the laborious task, right, of you know, mining data, you know, capturing data, understanding data, massaging data, reporting on data, and expediting, right? That's another painful reality right. in those roles today. Um, so much of that can literally be automated today. And I surprise myself every time I say that because mm -hmm. that's not where I've been. Right. Right? I am just now getting my head around it. So what changed for you in that? Because, you know, we think about that idea and, you know, I've talked to suppliers, I've talked to retailers and everybody's got their machine learning team and their AI team. And I think the reality is that we still have limitations where maybe trust is concerned and how much can I actually trust the AI? How much can I trust the machine learning? How much do I trust your AI <laughs> or, yeah. or your machine yeah. learning? And so there's this still growth and I guess these obstacles that we still have to work through with this. And so, but what happened with you? What, what changed you? And then kind of, how can you help our listeners kind of think about this? Yeah. Well, let's come back to trust because that's my favorite word mm -hmm. and it applies to everything, everything that we do. Um, but to answer your question, what's changed is the readiness of data and the scalability in the technology. Mm. So in the past, we were limited mostly to enterprise data, which was fraught with error. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was never accurate. It was never timely enough, right? And we were completely dependent on the experts, the supply chain experts to fix it. Right? It was never had the accuracy where it was, you know, self-sufficient. Right. Um, what's changed is we're no longer dependent just on enterprise data. The world of sensory data is a reality, mm -hmm. and we are able to demand sense, and in turn leverage our intelligence to demand shape. Right at a level of scalability that no human could even attempt. I want to pause you for a moment. And sometimes when people use words and professionals use words, uh, we need to go back and say, tell me a little bit more about what that word means. And in this particular case, you said demand sensing. 
And it's not a new term. We've been hearing this for years. But I'd love to hear how you think about that and what that particular phrase means to you. Yeah. Um, so just it, it can be applied in many business processes across supply chain. Um, I'll use demand as an example, mm -hmm. as opposed to you know just relying on you know historic data, coming up with statistical baselines and making forecasts based on that history. Mm -hmm. In today's world, we're able to you know understand all that data, but at the same time bring in much more um, currency in the data. So what is the weather? What is the traffic? What is the, you know, all of the causals that are going on, mm -hmm. right? And basically having, you know, real-time or near real-time access to that level of visibility. COVID is a tragedy, but at the same time, it's, you know, been a, a wonderful indicator to the need for this type of technology, right? Everyone realizes now that last year, last quarter, last month is irrelevant. Right, right. <laughs> and our planning has to be where we are today looking forward, right? And this, you know, sensory infrastructure, being able to capture the trends and the, you know, streaming data that we can enables us to plan from that point forward. Our customers have been able to you know, validate, even in the worst of times, mm -hmm. like COVID, being able to validate the responsiveness of their engines, applications, right, in this environment. Mm -hmm. So e even the subtleties of, you know, depending on the location, some categories, some products would increase, you know, other locations may decrease, right? Because of social distancing and the dramatic shift in human traffic, um, you know, different stores had, you know, different impact. Right. And the machine learning models were able to detect that much more quickly and much more accurately. And that's pretty phenomenal, right? Because I would imagine as a consultant and as thinking about Blue Yonder, this is what you're selling is that, hey, the machine learning, the AI can execute. It can be prescriptive, right? And so when you think about all the different types of data that we have, and now we're moving into predictive, right? And so you'll have to help me sometimes I get those mixed up, but predictive is what we're looking for, right? Or is it prescriptive? Well, so I think you're referring to the maturity. Right model yeah and that's what we use so there's descriptive yeah which is analytics reporting excel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's predictive right the next is prescriptive right right and then the phase that our customers are moving into is autonomous okay and we can talk more about what autonomous means um, but it is enabled mm -hmm. by this you know, demand sensing, demand shaping, automated response. Right. In the end, across our supply chains. And so as we go into autonomous, that world, and so, 
here's, you know, you've heard the same data that I've had. If we go back into some of the research reports just last year, we've seen that I, I can't remember the number right now, but I think it's like 50 or 60 percent of supply chain professionals are saying that their supply chain software is Excel and they're still doing those basic descriptive predictive models and that's how they're running their supply chains. And I would say my understanding of that, if I'm reading the tea leaves well, is that that's the majority of how our supply chains are operating. What does it take? So you're, I love how you talked about that at the beginning, how you've always been kind of on the leading kind of early adopter stage and kind of out on this innovative, you know, pioneering really in this space. How does this work? Like, how do you help these companies move forward into these to the adoption of some of these technologies. And I think from my experience, that's where I've seen slow as far as innovation. Yep. You've been in that early adopter creating and, and consulting with these things, but I'm watching an industry by and large that kind of slowly adopts these type of things. Yep. So can you talk to that a little bit about what what's going to help that? Certainly yep. COVID's going to help, right? <laughs> well, yes. I mean, you have to have the catalyst, right? Um, COVID is the accelerator. I think it was happening already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, it's, I believe in competition too, right? I mean, you have the early adopters that mm-hmm. are going to figure out how, you know, to either get ahead or stay ahead and they will push the envelope on these things. But I like where you're headed with that question, mm-hmm. right? Because it's never a big bang. Right. And we really focus on an agile approach where, you know, you can show results early and use those results in the change management process. So trust is a prerequisite, but at the same time, as Reagan would say, <laughs> you have to trust but verify. Right. And we just try to accelerate those cycles, right? Between the trust and the verify. Right. And it's a constant cycle. It's uh, a constant cycle and it's a journey, never ending journey, right? And it just um, always leads to bigger and bigger things. I, I think, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say what I love about this is that, you know, one of the things we, I teach my students and I talk to my students quite a bit about is that you never stop learning. You, you have to continue to push those boundaries, continue to develop your own skill sets. But even in this environment, organizations can never stop learning because as we move into AI, machine learning, and more an autonomous future, that's going to reshape a lot of things. Um, it's going to reshape supply chains. It's going to reshape roles. It's going to reshape so much of how we uh, collaborate across organizations as well, share information, uh, analyze that information together, a lot of things we've been talking about for 20, 30 years of supply chain integration, supply chain collaboration have really kind of brought us to this point to where, you know, we've talked about those ideas of trust and collaboration and without trust, you can't have collaboration really and, and how you build and propel and move that forward. And so I think what you are talking about here is something we've been talking about, man, if we could execute this 20 years ago, we're here now where we have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so true. And it, it is amazing that, you know, the, 
sort of the vision, the objectives haven't changed right. in decades, but the possibilities seem endless today. Right? Uh, They're very limited, very, you know, sort of out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies failed trying, but it's just a new day in a new world and technology is changing faster than anyone can imagine. Right. And, and it's just, it's making such a difference in bringing those things to reality. I, uh, I think this is a great time to talk about uh, Northwest Arkansas. And like I said, you moved here a year ago. I've been here about a year and a half. And, and just such, I think I've been surprised so much of how much, one, I would love living here. Uh, but two, just the working environment for supply chain professionals is just phenomenal yeah. here. Um, talk a little bit about what your experience has been in Northwest Arkansas so far. What surprised you about being here? And what excites you as you think about the future as it relates to supply chain in really the retail capital of the world, right? And so, <laughs> oh, just the supply chain capital of the world. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked when I moved here. I, I had high hopes yeah, and all kinds of optimism, but the reality, when I got on the ground here, I was shocked. And as I shared my introduction, my last two roles have been global roles. Mm-hmm. And so just about 80% of my time was spent with international travel. And every conversation I had around the globe was centered around supply chain. Yes. That's my baseline. And when I came to Northwest Arkansas one year ago, I was absolutely blown away with how supply chain is just in the DNA of this society. Yes. You know, and it's the number one retailer, is, you know, here, no, no surprise to that. But it goes so much further than that, right? It's, you know, six out of eight of my neighbors are supply chain folks, right? Everyone you talk to, they have a supply chain discipline. And, you know, I've never felt more at home because before it was always a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Here, every day I'm in a community of my peers. Right. And I absolutely love it. Um, But, you know, the most inspiring thing about being here is getting to know Walmart Mm-hmm. As a company, you know, you know, shame on people that only get to know someone from the outside. That's right. You know, and we could go a lot of different places mm-hmm. with that opener, but getting to know Walmart as a company and what they're doing has been, you know, just amazing. But the entire ecosystem that we have here, it creates a very unique place. As you mentioned in the intro, I'm the president of the roundtable for CSCMP here, so um, that was unexpected. And congratulations, <laughs> that was earlier this summer that that was announced, I yeah, believe, right? Yeah, it was and just so... official two months ago, something like that. Um, and, it, you know, thanks to the relationship with the University of Arkansas and CSCMP, right, just coincidentally, uh, Northwest Arkansas was selected as the location for CSCMP's Global Hall of Fame, Supply Chain Hall of Fame. Yes. So it's, you know, 
two miles from my house, <laughs> and I just I can't believe it. I'm so excited about it. It's a beautiful facility. Um, we, you know, working very closely with the university, working very closely with CSCMP. We want to utilize that to connect mm-hmm. professionals. We want to use that to educate professionals, and we want to use that, you know, to drive innovation. And one thing that we're doing, and you know, the university and CSCMP and Blue Yonder are co-sponsoring this, but we are putting together what we're calling Innovation Garages. Mm-hmm. It's a design thinking workshop where we bring key stakeholders from Walmart, Sam's, and you know, selected suppliers. We wanna do workshops for CPG, we wanna do workshops for food and beverage, and workshops for pharma as an example. Through those workshops, we want to tackle this end-to-end autonomous supply chain challenge. You know, traditionally, and we have a long history here, right? Yes. Dean Waller yes. and many have been involved in CPFR. Yes. Right? And this is following a similar trajectory where you know, we're gonna work with the stakeholders and put together you know, the right vision and the right approach to getting there. So much of the challenge is more change management mm-hmm. and governance, right? But there's ways of leveraging this newer technology, AI and ML, to really buffer some of those differences. And by being able to automate some of these functions, it's going to give us a way to you know, connect, to optimize mm-hmm. that end-to-end value stream in ways that has never been done before. And one of the things I'm really excited about is we've talked about partnering on this together. Um, you know, the University of Arkansas, Dean Waller, like you were talking about with the CPFR, there was an RFID lab that the university used to have. And, um, and so much learning takes place in those labs. Uh, but more so, I think it's the collaboration of, of the different specialties. The, so if you think about engineering, you think about the data analytics, the data scientists that you're going to need, uh, the supply chain professionals, all of those coming in, uh, those that are professionals from an inventory perspective, those that are professionals from that customer sensing and, and the retailer environment, bringing all of them together into a lab to work together. It's just going to be incredible. So as you begin to think about your vision, I mean, you were, you were talking to me about not only the Hall of Fame, the lab, and everything that we can have that can provide collaborative learning spaces. You're also going to talk about the NWA Tech Summit. And so did you want to mention that really quick? Well, a couple of events yes. that I can mention that we're going to host at the Hall of Fame. First coming up is the CSCMP's EDGE Conference. Mm-hmm. For those that register, it's going to be a virtual session this year. Um, It is in September. We would like to have a community of practice, right? So those supply chain professionals living here locally, working here locally, we'd like for them to join in person to the degree that social distancing will allow. Um, And so we will participate in the virtual EDGE conference but be able to have our own sidebars. Nice. Networking, you know, so in my mind, 
that's going to provide the best of both worlds, right? Um, then later in October, 18th through the 21st, we have the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit, mm -hmm. and we're going to structure it in a very similar way. So in the past, we've had 1,500 to 2,000 participants at the Hammond Center. Mm -hmm. This year, because of COVID, we're using um, different local venues to, to hold certain sessions. And, you know, the supply chain community is going to meet at the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So we will, again, join in the virtual sessions with the Tech Summit, but we will also have our own, you know, interaction, speakers, working sessions in parallel with that. So those are two great events coming up. And I love that here in Northwest Arkansas. So if you think about CSCMP, the Ozark Roundtable, and think about the Supply Chain Management Research Center, and the constant activities that we have to come and learn together, collaborate together, such an incredible ecosystem and place to be. And so before we tie everything up, I always want to take a moment and really talk to our students. Um, my students listen to these podcasts, whether they want to or not, I assign it to them, right? Um, but, uh, you know, as we think about student success, um, I'd love to hear just, you know, if you had a 60-minute soapbox to stand up and say anything you wanted to to our student community about supply chain management, a career in supply chain, the opportunities in supply chain, what would you say to them and and uh, what would you tell them just about the future of this industry and, and why it's a great opportunity for them? Oh, I would be the biggest advocate in the world for anyone moving into this career path. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is so rewarding in so many ways. Um, it, you know, as far as guidance, you know, first of all, I'm really looking forward to working with you mm -hmm. and getting students, young professionals, plugged into, you know, the the rest of the work that we're doing. Right. Right. So that I think is going to be fantastic, mm -hmm. and hopefully, I get more than just that 60 minute soapbox. <laughs> I'm I sure you have, will. <laughs> you know, many touch points and you know share some of my experiences uh, with them i'd love to do that um, as far as a career number one it's the future mm -hmm. and if anyone doesn't realize that after the last three or four months <laughs> right they're they're completely missing out um, you can't turn on the television you, you can't access news however you do it today online right. etc without seeing the importance of supply chain. Yes. And the definition of supply chain, you know, grows exponentially yes. every day. So the importance of the role, uh, the essential nature of what it means to the consumer, to the company, right across the board is just growing exponentially. As far as advice, um, you know, I, my passion is sailing. I, I really I love sailing. And I remember my instructor saying, you know, keep your head out of the boat. So, you know, you're very capable of measuring the wind, having your heading, tracking radar, 
everything is available you know on your instrument panel but the successful ones are the ones that see the horizon mm. right and that is so true in a supply chain career so keep your head out of the box if you will right and go toward the money not to be confused with the movie show me the money right 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 <laughs> <laughs> right but go toward the money and i don't mean that from a wealth perspective i mean it from an influence perspective hmm. if you're working on a project right seek to understand the sponsor and the you know owner who's funding that project mm. and even more importantly get outside of your own company right and understand the customer right and even the customer's customer right or if it's a supply side project understand the supplier or understand the supplier's supplier real supply chain and, management <laughs> well and it's you know it's a a different approach mm -hmm. for individuals right some go deep right and they become experts right within that area of responsibility and you know we're so appreciative yes of yes that. but i think to really you know coach someone in a career if they think outside that box and seek to understand not only how it impacts the business and who the owner would be, but challenge yourself to understand what options there are, mm -hmm. right? So maybe deploying AI is you know, sort of threatening, but really you know, to be a thought leader, you have to look at what else could they do and there's always the option of do nothing. Right. So challenge yourself to understand what's the impact of them doing nothing. Mm. What's the impact of them using Excel? Right. And, you know, so don't limit your thinking. Just really keep your head outside the box, see the horizon and, you know, understand it from the stakeholders perspective. Right. Mitchell, that's incredible advice <laughs> i mean what what great information to give to students who are thinking about this as a career and how to how to think thank you so much for this epic discussion it's been such a pleasure having you with us today oh donnie thank you it's always great it's a great topic and you know I, I really want to congratulate you your program and the university for Gartner's number one ranking, right, of the undergraduate supply chain programs across the country. That is just very impressive, fantastic news, and well-deserved. One of the things about that, and, you know, someone else congratulated me, and, you know, I came in a year and a half ago, and sometimes it's fun just to jump on that wave as it's coming down, <laughs> right? And so it's really a testament to Dean Waller, Brian Fugit, Brent Williams, and, and all the faculty that have uh, given so much and worked tirelessly to continue to improve the, the curriculum, the program, um, 
and, and make sure that we're just creating a robust program. So it's, it's a joy for me to be a part of it. I'm proud and humbled by it because I didn't do a whole lot, uh, but it surely is uh, a worthy goal and we're really excited about it. So thank you for that. Absolutely, and I think we should also congratulate the students yes. right, for being so insightful yes. and choosing the right university mm-hmm. and you know being a part of this. Yes. Um, that, it shows their infinite wisdom and mm-hmm. yeah, and our I, mean, alum- I think it's an early predictor of their success. That's right, and our industry. our alumni. I've heard back <laughs> from so many alumni. They're so proud of yeah. the ranking right now. Our SEMRC partners, like you and the other partners that we are fortunate to collaborate with every day, uh, contribute so much to the to the program and and make it what it is. So yeah. we're real thankful for that. And, and again, thank yeah. you for this as well. So oh, thank you and. Just yesterday, CSCMP announced their Distinguished Service Award, and Dean Waller yes. was the surprised and proud recipient. Yes, of that so well deserved. Award. That right. is so fantastic. Yes. So he's going to earn his place on the walls of the Hall of Fame, right? Located here in Rogers, and so we, we look forward to doing that and. It's just been fantastic working with your group. Yes. Well, thank you. Wonderful. I think it goes back all the way. And uh, we were fortunate to be on a call with John Osmond, uh, who brought Dean Waller to the University of Arkansas back in the mid-90s, I believe it was. And and just to kind of watch how the programs evolved over that time, you know, I could see it from afar, even after it was becoming a department of supply chain management in 2011. And I came and visited for a conference and just recognized, man, what great leadership, what a great culture. And I was so fortunate to be to have the opportunity to come here. And I've loved every minute of it. And so but thank you again, uh, Mitchell. It's been an epic discussion, right? (laughs) Um, If we look at those Walton College values or they're epic. Right. And so but a special thanks to our audience uh, as well for taking the time to listen. On behalf of the Walton SCMRC, we are delighted to lead with you as we learn, engage, address and develop all things supply chain to lead the world of commerce from northwest Arkansas. Have a great day.